Everyone, Chris Murphy here. I'm doing a interview today uh, with what's going on at the moment with the coronavirus, with a lot of uncertainty at the air. I thought what would be great is to do a series of interviews, get other experts who I've worked with in my community in London. Um, and first of all, I'm going to have uh, Charisma Coach Marcus Oki, who runs uh, Your Charisma Coach, uh, the founder, and he's also going to just share his best tips. Uh, we're going to focus a bit more today on Marcus was talking about talking about control. Um, and how that has an impact. And good, just go through so many fears we have around what's happening, how we can get into a good routine. And we really look forward to this today. So we're going to do this uh, interview. So Marcus, maybe if you want to just quickly introduce yourself, explain um, a bit about what you're doing. And I guess now pretty much everyone's going to be thinking about what's going on in the world at the moment. So, you know, what, what would you say your first reaction is to that as well? Yeah, okay, so my name is Marcus. Uh, I have a shaved head like a Zen monk uh, by sheer coincidence. So uh, hopefully, though, I can draw on some Zenness uh, for these interesting times. Uh, and like uh, what I'm doing at the moment is probably sitting around my house watching Netflix all day uh, because <laughs> self isolation. Uh, but prior to this, uh, I'm a charisma coach. So I help people improve their conversation skills and walk through life with presence. Uh, what does that mean? Not Christmas presents, but being able to create opportunities by you know, talking and meeting with people. So in this environment, talking and meeting with people has actually moved more online uh, because, you know, face-to-face -face conversations are changing. I'm, I'm watching university professors meet each other and they're like elbowing each other, not in the face, but elbow to elbow because they're not going to handshake anymore, uh, which is quite interesting to see that novel experience. They're all like having fun being kids again, uh, but also noticing people pass each other with big spaces in the street. So yeah, society is going for a lot of changes right now. And uh, I think we, we ourselves are going through changes as well. And cut. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, Marcus. So, yeah, with, with this current state, I guess with what you've learned from, from being a charisma coach and how you teach people, um, I mean, what, what are some skills you could use from that in, in the, the current situation? Even people self-isolate. And I guess the relationship with themselves is going to be key. Um, so is there, is there anything people straight away who've got so much fear, anxiety, uncertainty about it? How, how would you tell people to what's, what's some good tips of how people can be right now? Yeah. Well, I think what a lot of people haven't realized right now is the world has changed and it's going through a lot of changes, even as we speak. And I think people in general are kind of aware of it, but they're not consciously aware of it. So just the way uh, we're experiencing short-term changes with like social distancing, things like that, but also long-term changes like the financial landscapes are changing. A lot of people are worried about, you know, what's going to be the state of uh, work and, and, and things like that and how they're going to move around the world and, and things. So all this change is going on. And what one thing we teach a uh, principle that I think is useful here is it's not about how people react to you it's not about how the world reacts it's about your reaction to that reaction so in conversations it's more about you know if you talk to somebody and they don't react in a positive way that's okay because you've got full control of your reaction um, but applied to the the environment that we're all experiencing right now uh, it's more about thinking about what you can control and what you can't control and we were seeing really early signs of people trying to get this feeling of control um, you know, the hoarding of toilet rolls, for example, and uh, that, that comes from 
wanting to get control over something when times are uncertain. So you'll see that. Uh, now, that, that's quite an extreme. I'm sure most people don't hoard toilet rolls, but there was, you know, uh, the far end of the, the scale, you've got people like just buying pallet loads. But it might be that, you know, you, when you're shopping, oh, I'll just put in an extra one in my basket. Where I would have bought one, I'll get two. And that's really, I think, what's causing a lot of the stress in the system. So with regards to um, control, you're best at talking to people. You're best at moving through life, I think, when your mind is calm. Because you do have full control of your mind. That little voice in the head that says, oh my God, the, the sky is falling. Everything's going terrible. You have control of that voice, whether you listen to it. And you have control how you feed that voice as well. For example, watching the news, media. Um, that can fuel that voice. And that voice might be saying things that, that, that are scary. So I guess what, my, uh, what, what I'd like everyone to consider is you have control of how you respond to these events. And they're, they're non-predictable events in a way. There's, there's things that are happening up which aren't everyday life. They're, they're new, they're novel. And when we see new and novel things, we, we kind of like to step back and go, right, what does this mean? And so that's happening at a really compressed rate right now. So I think it's really good to remind yourself that um, you can always you can always control and choose to respond in a way that's positive, no matter what's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we were talking about this before, weren't we? And, and how meditation comes into this. And, you know, if you're still in, in your mind, you can see what's happening. Because like you mentioned with the toilet rolls and, you know, I, I to be honest, I, I went out there with maybe a similar mindset of because um, I work at Floatworks and we had no hand sanitizer. And I literally was going out around Angel trying to find, you know, 20 or 30 hand sanitizers that we could get. And, and they were nowhere. Um, and you've got every single person coming in. Have you got any? No. Have you got any? No. Um, and even the stuff like with the toilet roll, it's just, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? And then now it's starting to come, become more available now, isn't it? And it's, um, it's those reactions where, you know, you're, you're probably not thinking of everyone else and maybe the guilt's coming in. Um, so it is, it is to do with panic, isn't it? Um, so, so how, you know, in terms of meditation, how, how important do you feel that is at this particular time and, and to, to do that? And, and is, it, is that a great solution of how you be, can become more aware of how you're looking to control people, or, you know, taking control? <laughs> With a gun. <laughs> um, so, okay, with meditation, meditation's got a place. Uh, and I'm talking about like conventional meditation where you might, you know, you find a nice area to sit down, calm yourself and just focus on maybe your breathing. Uh, and that's like a really valuable, calming thing to do. Uh, but I think, especially though, meditation doesn't have to be confined to that. I think we can invent our own forms of meditation. So for me, I, I really like juggling. Like that's something I do. I like, you know, I'll just do a bit of juggling and uh, love playing with my balls on camera, any excuse. And with, with that, it's, it's like a skill I build. And for me, meditation is about getting to a place of no thought, no, no thinking, uh, just pure being. And so when you're practicing skills, uh, anything that you love, anything that's creative, then you'll find you'll get to that, that state of being, of, of just enjoying the flow of the experience. And when that happens, that's when the voices, that's when the concerns, they start to drift away. 
So meditation definitely has value, but I think finding your own meditation is even more important. And I would suggest finding where you've got this time. If you're in isolation, finding what you can do that gets you into that state of mm -hmm. self-care. So that could be something like, you know, I, I love juggling. It could be drawing, it could be painting, it could be singing, it could be reading. They're, you know, we're, we're not limited. Oh, it's an earthquake. Uh, we're not limited to, uh, to just um, just the ideas from some talking heads, right? There, there's loads of different things. What, one thing I practiced a while ago is learning to solve a Rubik's Cube as quickly as possible. Uh, it's completely geeky. It serves no purpose, but I just love the mm. joy of that. Um, now, I would say that's what meditation might be for you. Like it could be this new thing that you try, a new skill that you develop at that time. But what it might not be is busying yourself, trying to keep busy. Yeah. Um, busy has a, a place. Uh, when you're busy, time speeds up. Um, but busyness when you're in self-isolation is like, what is that doing? It's probably like checking the news, going online and um, hopping between websites or whatnot. Uh, it's um, doing anything where you're just going through the motions and you're not really connected to it. So for me, when I'm juggling, I'm really connected to the movement of the balls as there. I'm trying to catch them with yeah. clubs or whatever. If I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna dust the house just to have something to do. Well, that's not a meditation. You're just racing through to get the jobs done. But if you actually really enjoy the process of dusting the house or doing the dishes, then it does become a meditation. So yeah. the mindset that you adopt as you step into that activity is what determines what you're gonna get out of it. So um, ask yourself, if you're going to do a task, what can I enjoy about this? What can I learn from mm. it? What can I grow from, how can I grow from this? So that's how I'd say to spend time, just because th these events, they shall pass. Like the sun's going to come tomorrow. It's going to rain. Uh, in England, it's going to rain every day. But it's going to happen. You know, life will go on. Mm. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's absolutely beautiful at the moment. The sun's shining. Um, spring is here. Um, we're stuck indoors yeah. <laughs> going crazy yeah um, no. yeah no definitely and and it's interesting you said that because i felt i got to that i mean the last few days um i don't think i've mentioned so far i've just really struggled since the uncertainty with my job sitting around i've kind of already self-isolated myself because you go out in london like i'm in hoxton at the moment and it's you know right in the middle um and there's just that uncertainty at the air in the air people are just there's not many people around it's so empty you get on the tube i went on the tube um a couple of days ago and it was just so bad like um so it's accepting that that's happened and and where you can bring that like you said that present energy and one thing i got this morning was just just by getting some things sorted and together i mean i was just organizing my my laptop i was deleting stuff you know, it's kind of I've got documents all over my desktop um, and I just neatly organized everything into folders, deleted stuff I realized I didn't need anymore. And I just felt a lot more clear and I really got into it. I was, and I was listening to some music I like and I was just really present. I was enjoying it. You know, rewind it back to yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I was checking the news. I was checking Facebook. I was watching Netflix and I was a bit like, oh, it's like things were up and down. You know, maybe you go and you eat something just to, to feel better. Um, but what I found interesting this morning was I literally just wrote a list of things that I would love to do um, today, um, things that were on my mind. And um, 
and yeah, and now I'm just like ticking them off and, and, and I really got into that flow, like you mentioned, Marcus. And I think one thing in particular with these interviews, it's funny how I would procrastinate on something like this, but this is right now I'm so present in this interview. I, I love doing it. Um, but there's all the other stuff that's attached to it. Um, if you put this interview out, are people going to watch it? Are they going to like it? Do they care? But at the end of the day, I've realized, look, I'm, I'm in my flow. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm learning a lot just speaking to you. I'm learning a lot just hearing myself talk about this stuff as well. And, and even if one person hears it and gets helped from it, then, um, then, it'll be, then it'll be worthwhile. So, I mean, it's just, you've just got to, I mean, what would you say to people to the importance of, of a routine, for example? Um, obviously, we want to get into that flow state. But I'm pretty sure when you wake up, how you start the day is, is very important and get into that flow. Like, you know, I, I did this the other day, watched a, you know, some on Netflix and then it just <laughs> stopped my, my day, you know. And uh, whereas if you get up and you exercise, you have a cold shower or, you know, you read or, or you do something productive. Um, oh, good. Sure, I think I'll stay in bed. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, I think the... I can tell you what I've done that hasn't worked. That's mm. been terrible. And when I, when I started changing it, it had really improved my life. But the first thing that I did that worked is getting up early, just getting up mm. as soon as sunlight comes up, I just get up. So I, I yeah. don't sleep curtains closed anymore. Um, just to prove I'm not a vampire. So daylight comes in and that wakes me up naturally. And then, so I get up quite early. Uh, the mistake I was making, this was the killer is I take out my phone and I check Twitter or I check mm online i just go through my emails and things and as i found as soon as i start interacting with the world in a digital way uh then that 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 is the great time suck that's by mm. that, that keeps me being busy and not meditative as we've sort of been discussing so as soon as i realize right i'm not going to check the phone i'm just going to go and work out that by having those two habits one getting early and two just going to train and for me my, my workout isn't like super intense i'm not like i'm gonna do a million press-ups or anything uh it's the case what i do is i, I hang from a bar because uh, it gives a lot of strength benefits uh so i do seven minutes of hanging every morning and um that just sets me right for the rest of the day it's like the anchor uh that uh, steve Pavlina said it to me he said i think it's like the the anchor that kind of secures the boat in place uh, anchor seems very static as a metaphor, but it, it just, it pulls everything together for the rest of the day then. So mm. I think how you spend the first hour of the day is the most important. And I really suggest staying away from all digital uh, media, computers, laptops, phones, all of that, and just focus on spending that time dedicated to you. You know, it's just all about you. Enjoy that. That's, that for me is my temple. That's when mm. I wake up and I'm like, right, this time is for me now. So I'm going to enjoy this time. You know, lunchtime's run quick enough afternoon is going to come around fast before you know it, it's evening i'm sure as we get older time speeds up but that's another conversation absolutely marcus yeah that's great you said about yeah the first hour sets you up for the day um i've i've noticed that check it i don't know sometimes it's so powerful to, your mind is you can't control it like reaching for your phone and check it it's like i'll just check it just check my messages but you know, I've, I've, I've tried stuff like this. I've, I cut um, Facebook out for 30 days, actually. I did it. My last video was on that. Um, but now it's coming back in again and, and you're checking it. But the 30 days that I checked and I was like, oh, my God, nothing really has happened. You know, 
just some notifications. I, I kept checking the messenger, but things are, are never really that urgent um, as you think. And you can go an extra hour and it's just distracting you because all of a sudden you check, you got a message from someone then that takes you out. Um, and I think one thing that's important as well is to keep a nice, you know, keep a plan. How are you going to start the day? Know the night before when you get up, what the first hour will entail. Because if you're like, oh, I'll just get up. I'm, I'm off at the moment. Um, I'm self-isolating. We'll just see how the day goes. Normally what will happen is you, you'll stay in bed for, for a while. And, you know, um, because you, sometimes you're in bed, aren't you? And you, you wake up and you're like, oh, no, it's self, we're self-isolating. Um, how, how are things going to get? going to get better um but i mean what what would you say is likely to come up marcus for people in this difficult time as i would say it is challenging um especially people who want to go to bars and like for me i love going coffee shops um and it was really sad yesterday to just to see everywhere was pretty much closed or take away i found one leon um, in Southwark after walking for like two miles <laughs> that was open and i sat down but as of today, I know that everything's going to be closed, pretty much gyms. That's the way everyone stays fit. And now, yeah, it's just how people can do that. And perhaps knowing the benefits of, of working out inside the house and eating well and um, all of these things can be turned into a positive as well. Um, but what would you say are some of the common things that people are going to face and, and, and struggle with in this, in this difficult time? Uh, well, you know, I think they're going to struggle with a lack of control because mm. now when they want to do something, there's restrictions in place, but restrictions needn't be bad. Um, what's your favorite video game, Chris? Um, I okay. say go GoldenEye for the, you know, the, the, um, yeah, so it was like the first, just to let people know, it was the first like shoot 'em up game, you're James Bond and. Then you had actually what was interesting was that the thing I loved the most was the multiplayer. And I think it was because you got your friends around and there's four of you and, and you can't compare playing as you know, one player to, to playing with your friends and you're all around. It's that community, which yeah. I think even online has been missed because you play online, you're not with your friends. You're not in the same rooms. No, people aren't making each other a cup of tea and you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, it's, that oh, yeah. community so i don't yeah. know if i'm going off the rate off, off no, tangent right. the golden gun in that game um <laughs> for me it, it was a game from the 1980s on the sinclair spectrum called manic minor and this game was just like 16 different screens and you had to move your little guy minor willy through the through the maze and you had to like get all the keys and come out the other side anyway why has this game stood the test of time for me like i still play it now because uh, i'm a bit of a geek with it but the reason I love it is because this computer game, it was built on um, a computer that had like 16K of memory, right? It, the computer was so uh, limited in what it could do that it couldn't play music at the same time you made the little person on the screen move around. And so the programmer, a guy called Matthew Smith, what he did is he worked out that the processor is processing information really quickly, even back then for an old computer. Uh, he'd play a little bit of music and then you'd be able to move the guy and play a little bit of music you'd be able to move the guy so in real time it looked like the guy's moving on screen and music's playing no one could ever have worked like no one ever did that until this guy came along and and he got really creative and the reason he got so creative and, and it changed the landscape of games it was pretty much the one of the first platform games ever made the reason it got so uh, he got so creative is because he was limited he was restricted 
he didn't have all like the colors to, to paint the screen with. He didn't have, you know, the ability to just put music into the game. He had to work out all these little cunning hacks and things. And because of that, the game became really playable. It was really um, enjoyable. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it was one of the best-selling games um, of that era. So going back to modern times, we're in areas where we're now restricted, right? The, 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 our sense of, our existing sense of control might have shrunk or might have changed, right? You're used to maybe going into the supermarket and just buying a bar of chocolate. Now, it's kind of like communist Russia. Now you have this brand or this brand. Both are made of soap, right? Like, ah, oh, okay, uh, that's not as good. I want a galaxy, but I don't have it. So what, what happens is these restrictions can actually be really good. They allow us to get creative again. They allow us to think, right, what are my resources? Like, I'm stuck in this room. How can I make this interesting? What can I learn? There's books I've never read. Mm. There's training. Like, how can I train? How can I do a workout in this room when I've got no gym equipment? Maybe I could do press-ups and squats. Maybe I could focus on learning to do handstands. Like, there's mm. so much potential creativity that's locked in. And I think where the discomfort comes from is realizing that there's all this creativity. Sorry is from not realizing there's all this creativity that we all have that's just ready to be opened out of this box and unleashed on the world. But instead we're like, oh, my toys have been taken away. So uh, that maybe sounds a bit harsh, but we have got all these amazing gifts that we can use, so like our imagination that can solve problems. And we can even invent games. I mean, how many times have you ever been on a beach uh, in England, right, where there's all like stones? And you ever made that game up where you, you find a stone and you try and throw the stone like throw another stone to hit it, like you make a little target and you, like we're infinitely creative as individuals. So I think in these environments, we're, we're gonna look for ways to, to break that uh, mundane feeling. It might be self-medication, alcohol, it might be like Netflix, it might be having tons of sex, right? But we could also have this opportunity to get super creative again. And I, I think it's quite an exciting time in that respect. I think it's a very tough time that, you know, mm. the world's facing a lot of challenges right now, but I'm much more positive about the outlook now because what you're seeing is countries are all coming together, starting to help mm. each other. All these different countries are working on solutions. Now, what that's doing, I think, is building a bit of an infrastructure, a narrative between all these entities. So once coronavirus passes, like, don't worry, global warming's still there, right? <laughs> Yay! But now we're, we're moving to that problem after going through these challenges mm. so all of these all of these restrictions on us have actually got a lot of benefit in them but you've got to look for the benefit and i don't mean in a happy clappy let's look for the positive i mean no it really is there some of the best stuff the best video games are made with the greatest restrictions right the most beautiful works of art sometimes made when you've only got a limited palette to work with so having a few options taken off the table can mm. actually be quite a good provided you realize that you're an infinite source of creativity. Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, Marcus. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what I'm realizing now is, because so many people perhaps go to work every day and they're like, oh, I don't like my job or this or that. And, then, and now, now they're stuck and they're like, oh, they, they need that. And um, I think what this is teaching us now is to, is, is to be more creative. And, um, you know, this, it's even pushed me into doing this interview. I've, same for so long. I want. I mean, I remember when I last interviewed you in um, it's been about four years ago, and I did about four or five interviews on YouTube, and and people said to me that I was great at doing interviews, and the interviews were great, 
and I love doing them, but for some reason that stopped. Um, but now it's like when you're taking away all the distractions, everything that's going on outside, you're forced to just bring yourself into to what's going to make you, what's going to make you happy. Um, and I think it's, it's a great chance, like you said as well, if you're, if you're putting on Netflix or you're distracting yourself, you're drinking, you know, if you take away all that stuff and just, just be with what's actually happening inside, um, what, what are you actually running away from? Um, for me, I think over the last few days, maybe it was that aloneness, you know, be self-isolating, you're on your own. You know, I do think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things develop. Cause I do think we are see social creatures and, um, communication is needed. I think even with me and you now, it's getting the spark inside me talking about these things, but we're still not, um, you know, we're not face to face, which, you know, I think is, is something that can't be replaced. Um, but how, I mean, I was going to ask you as well, cause I'm not sure if you actually did this, but I remember when I spoke to you last time, you said you were going to isolate yourself for seven days, I think. And you're going to put yourself in like a, in like a dark room. Um, oh, yeah. I know, I know yeah, this might sound a bit weird to some people, but I know you've talked about, you've done psychedelics and, um, and, and part of your journey was to, you know, maybe go into this more, the dark darkness inside yourself and, um, or learn more about, I mean, cause I think at the end of the day, people are in a battle with their own minds and, um, very much maybe similar to what people might go through in prison as well. Like maybe not to that extent with all the other stuff. Um, but you are essentially isolating yourself and, and just to let people know, you know, I've got a friend who's in Spain, I've got another friend in Italy. Um, this, this is very difficult not to obviously put people into a bit of fear now, but it is, is very difficult. And they're, they're already gone through their, I mean, in, at the moment we've not actually been in lockdown, but my friend in Spain was telling me that it's, it's, it's been terrible. You know, he's living with his, with his kids and, and his wife, but, but i'm just saying as well that we've we've got some ahead and, and we need to um prepare for it and and at the same time it, it can be a gift like i mean the way we've been talking about it now i can see a lot of yeah the community aspect as a country um maybe you're not with your friends but you feel the unity with everyone and um, maybe even people walking down the street with the masks and staying inside you everyone's doing their bit um, you feel like you're contributing as well. Um, and, and in a way it brings you closer as a country. Um, obviously mentioned a few points here, but I guess it's more for you, Marcus, like in terms of what people might face in terms of being with themselves in their minds and how they can best deal with that. Like, for example, for me, I still don't know where I'm going to, I'm living with one of the guy at the moment, but if he moves back with, with his parents and I decide to stay here in central London and maybe I'm here for two or three months on my own, I mean, you know, <laughs> it could be, um, it could be very challenging time, you know, just being isolated apart from going out to the shops. And that seems a bit like martial law, you know, from what's happened in Spain, the police are coming up to you and saying, are you definitely going to the supermarket? Um, you know, uh, so, so I guess, I guess my question is, in terms of being in isolated with yourself in your mind, what are some things people are going to face and how can they best deal with them and overcome them? And I guess feel, feel happy and fulfilled still without all of those things that they've, they've attached themselves to. Yeah. Well, I think the, the, what they're going to face is the, 
um, the journey of discovering themselves again. And what that might entail is on the surface, it's just like you know, having itchy feet and wanting to, we all want things we can't have, right? That's kind of the definition of suffering. Suffering comes from only things you can't have. And if you wanna go outside and you can't go outside because perhaps those restrictions come in place, then it becomes a case of rather than trying to change that, right? trying to push against that, that's the time to, to be like water, right? To think, okay, well, that's there. That's like the rock in the stream. How do we flow around that? Uh, I don't mean like escaping out the window and, and running off. I, I'm, the, the journey is going to be you with your own mind. And all the, all the fears and, and worries and concerns, they're already in there. Like you're only going to discover what you've been carrying around anyway. And so most people that I can tell, um, for whatever reason, as they start, as they get older, uh, as they get into their careers, they kind of just start going through the motions. They start being busy. You know, I've got to get to work at a certain time. I've got to get these reports done or whatever that might be. I've got to get my shopping done. Now I've got to clean my house. Now I've got to go to bed. And they stop really just being themselves. They're just a collection of behaviors. So as those behaviors are starting to fall away, uh, it's scary because it's like, well, first of all, what do I do? And then eventually, uh, if they don't self-medicate through watching TV or whatnot, um, then it's like, well, what am I about? What do I do? Mm. And then it's almost like the tide kind of suddenly washes out and everything's left of who you truly are. And it can be difficult to, to sort of, you look around and go, oh, I don't like what I, what this is. No. So like your friend who's stuck with his kids, he probably had a really good coping mechanism for going about his day, you know, going to work, coming back, and there was the routine was in place and that was keeping everything together. As soon as routines break down, you're just left, yeah, you're just left with who you truly are. And really, that's not even who you truly are. Uh, it's just another layer of you. So what does this all mean? It means that I think a lot of people, if they want to, they can embrace this as an ability to really inquire about who they truly are. Uh, Self-inquiry is the journey to finding out, is the journey to happiness, really. And so you could put a prisoner in a cell and it's horrible because they can't escape and eventually they kind of just get used to their surroundings uh, after a period of difficult readjustment. But another person in, in that kind of environment might be like, this is bliss, mm. all this peace and quiet now, this ability now just to go through journeys in my imagination to, to explore who I am. So I think asking yourself rhetorical questions, if you're in that environment, if you start to worry, if you start to feel concerned, is ask yourself questions that usually begin with W, like five W's and one H, who, what, when, where, why, how? Like, why is that? Who is that asking the questions? Like, why am I nervous if my flatmate moves away? You know, you listen to see what answers come up. And the answer might come up straight away. You might have to sit on it a bit. You might be like, well, suddenly I won't know how I'm making, like, how will I afford, how will I afford the bills? Well, why are you worried about that? Well, I'm worried about it because, uh, you know, I won't have a place to live. Well, if you don't have a place to live, what does that mean? Well, it means, and like it might mean different things to different people. It might mean oh, I live on the street or it means I go and live with my parents or something. I, I don't know. Well, why is that a problem? 
And then you start to self-inquire and go mm. through to really the deeper parts of yourself, the parts of you that have always been there, but you've maybe never really explored. So on the surface level, there will be challenges because people will think their freedom is taken away. But really, they've been given an opportunity to acquire yeah. and gain full control of their mind, find out what they're about. So eventually, the doors will open again. This, this will pass. Mm. Uh, and hopefully with those new learnings and insights they come out stronger so it can be challenging and it's good to have you know if it all gets a bit too much it's good to have some sort of ritual that's Mm. hopefully good for you uh, as I said like juggling for me that you can go back to and just it takes your mind off things there's nothing wrong Mm. with that it's good to be kind to yourself like that I think the problem is if you're like oh I could really do have a beer now that'd get me through and by the way it's all right to have a beer now it's just when things like that become extremes, that's when self-medication comes in and it, that can lead you down a, a path maybe you don't want to go down. Um, so that was a very waffly answer. No, it was good, Marcus. I think the, 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 yeah, asking those questions with the W, um, it all comes back to at the end of the day, nothing, nothing that bad is going to happen and you will get through it and you will, you will grow. There's lessons in everything and I feel like we've been put in this situation now to to accept everything um to come back to ourselves and also one thing i was going to mention finally was gratitude i think gratitude for for everything that you had you know that like even when i went to you know i was going to go to this coffee shop yesterday that was closed it was like oh this is closed for months you know i really appreciated going there i was really good i couldn't go and, and work there that day and just everything with your job with you know everything that was happy you probably taken for granted um it's, it's now is a chance when you know imagine we go through this for months or maybe even a year you come back to all of that stuff how grateful you're going to be every second like oh my god and and i think like you mentioned as well i think it will bring us all close together so amazing i guess one one just final thought is mm. any time we feel resistance in our lives right it's it's our teacher and so a lot of us are meeting our teacher this week mm. next week and the teacher's there and you're like oh and ask yourself what is this trying to teach me what are the lessons mm. here um if if all of society crumbles right it's like a new narrative will appear something new will take its place and as people we don't like change we like rigidity but rigidity is death we worry about that the great fear is dying right that, that's the ultimate fear and really a lot of us are dead already because we're not doing anything with our lives. We're just stuck in these boring patterns. Of existence. So yeah. you've got now a chance to break these patterns. Yeah. And I'm I think everything will be all right. Mm. But when you're experiencing new patterns for the first time, they are a bit difficult, but kids experience new patterns all the time. Right? Yeah. They're always fun inventing things and you get a chance to be a kid again. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I think all I was speaking with people that this has all been building up to this, you know, for people who are watching my channel and come to my meetup groups, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. This is it. We're being forced to be out of our comfort. This is our our ultimate challenge, which mentally I guess we've been preparing for, learning all these skills, staying focused, meditation, you with the juggling, you know. Um all right. Um but yeah, Marcus, I would say overall, um, because I know you, you have to go and I want to keep these to, to half an hour. Um I guess the final, the final bit of advice, maybe uh, in terms of a tip people can take away, what I was thinking, there's been so much good, I'll have to summarize some of these things, but 
I think what you said about maybe the first hour in the day, um, planning that. So what I want with these videos is people to go away and go like, right, I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna focus on and then I'll do another interview the next day. Then there's something else they can take. So is that what you would say, Marcus? Is that overall what we've said? Do you think that's a good one? Yeah, I think, uh, okay, here's, here's a thing everyone can try. Uh, tomorrow and every day onwards, get up earlier than you would before than you would usually. First thing you're going to do, drink some water. Just hydrate yourself, mm. right? Have that little ritual. I always drink a pint of water in the morning. Got some water here. Oh, there you go. <sighs> I'll just demonstrate. Yeah. Right. Get up. Make a list of things to do that. Okay. And then go and do something that's going to spend time on you, right? So something that you enjoy doing. Something creative, something where you're going to make something, um, a skill you're going to practice, uh, a way you can express yourself. Give yourself that whole hour to yourself. You got up earlier, so enjoy that extra hour you've got. And it's time with you because you're going to be spending a lot of time with you. So might as well make the first hour of the time with yourself really enjoyable. No Netflix, no YouTube, no computers, anything but that. You, mm. You've got time spend on those later on but for that first hour that's time for you that's a good time to start yoga start calisthenics that's a good time to um stretch out it's a good time to read that book that you're you always wanted to read or write that book even so first hour of the day you've got complete control of it again the world may be going crazy for a little bit but when you've got that first hour that's all yours and you've got full control of it you're going to feel a lot better about yourself Amazing, Marcus. And finally, from that, um, do you want to just quickly tell people how they can find out a bit more about you and your stuff? Um, I know you've got some great videos on YouTube. Um, I mean, a lot of them maybe not too relevant at the moment because they're <laughs> going out yeah, and chat to people, but... making conversation with new people. Maybe in the supermarket when they they yeah. can make conversation at, at like a three meters distance, there could be some. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to somebody in the line yesterday. I, I walked up to him and was like because it's a huge line to get to the till so i was like you are no longer the last person in the line is me and we were chatting for half an hour it was a great conversation it made the time go really quick uh but if you'd like to find out more about me i'm on yourcharismacoach.com or youtube forward slash yourcharismacoach.com you can hear my annoying voice on youtube videos um and also you can get a free book from my website if that tickles your fancy if you want some reading to do yeah 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 plenty of free time at the moment um all right marcus well it's, it's been it's been amazing um uh, thanks for for jumping on um and yeah we'll, we'll have to do another maybe during this time this difficult period i think we were talking about other things we could talk about as well so uh be good if you could rejoin us at some point yeah sure thanks chris all right mate bye